0: Depression is a mood disorder that many of us are aware of, and it's commonly associated with sadness and sometimes inability to function normally on a day-to-day basis. But did you know that there is a form of depression where an individual is still suffering but can function at a normal to high level? This is called high-functioning depression, and more than likely, we all know someone who's gone through it before.
1: This is BayCare Health Chat, another podcast from BayCare Health System.
0: Welcome to BayCare Health Chat. I'm Prakash Chandran, and in this episode we're going to be talking about high functioning depression. Joining us today is Dr. Edwin Jackson, a psychiatry specialist at BayCare Health System. Dr. Jackson, thank you so much for joining us today. Truly appreciate your time. Let's get started with the basics. What exactly is high functioning depression?
1: Well, uh, thank you for having me. High functioning depression is just like it sounds. It's somebody who suffers from a clinical depression But on the outside, they look like they're high functioning. We see a lot of professionals, doctors, attorneys, businessmen whose life appears to be going great. They are working well. They have great relationships. Yet on the inside, they have a type of depression that's just as clinical or maybe even worse than something you would see on the outside because they're the kind of people that doesn't get help and you know, sometimes the first uh, indicator that somebody has high-functioning depression can be maybe a suicided attempt or even completion. Yeah,
0: that's really tough to hear. And I imagine that they're high-functioning almost because they have to be. Usually these uh, individuals are in high stress jobs, they are supporting people, and they feel like they just need to get things done that they don't make time for themselves until it's sometimes too late. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. And the fact that they're high-functioning in their other life means that they're high-functioning and they have the high ability to mask, mask it, to present to society what we think they should be presenting. They're achieved well in life and they're not about to show a weakness or what they consider a weakness.
0: So, Dr. Jackson, can you tell us a little bit more about who this affects? Well, it's across the
1: socioeconomic classes. We stereotype it as somebody who may be a professional, but it could be anyone. It could be somebody who just has the ability to, And let's use the term, give a, a poker face. They can present what they think society is looking for. They can, almost like an actor, they can present as if, if everything's okay. So socioeconomic, we think of it sometimes as people who are professional, but it can, it, it basically it's just like a depression, any depression. It reaches all, all walks of life. Now, you talked about
0: that potential suicide attempt or completion as an indication that someone might have been going through high-functioning depression, but are there any other signs that people can look out for?
1: Well, if somebody's under a lot of stress or there's a little bit of changes, one of the first indicators for depression in general is sleep disturbance. The first thing to go is usually sleep. A person complaining of not having trouble sleeping or a spouse knows that somebody is waking up early or having trouble sleeping or tossing or turning, sleep is usually the the first to go. Also, maybe relying on maladaptive coping mechanisms, alcohol. Increase in alcohol intake uh, can be a sign of underlying depression, and, of course, it makes it worse. Alcohol is a depressant, so it's a vicious cycle any changes in the normal relationships or, you know, maybe irritability, not to the point where the person, you know, is uh, combative or or argumentative, but just maybe short. You know, somebody who's under a lot of stress and you see a change in their demeanor, uh, personality habits, you know, it's a potential that there's a a high-functioning depression going on.
0: So that leads me to my next question. How is high-functioning depression officially diagnosed?
1: usually by a clinician and it's usually someone that uh, seeks it out or a family member refers them to uh, treatment occasionally it might be a referral from say if it were a professional maybe maybe the job performance did start to suffer but as i said that's usually one of the last things that there may be a referral to you know the EAP program empl- employee assistance program and that there's a you know once they've got somebody in their office or talking about it they may just spill all the marbles and just say yes this is what's going on inside you know i've been you know trying to do my best but sometimes i think i just can't keep up yeah so let's talk about
0: the different treatments if someone is identified as having high functioning depression what options do they have
1: well, there's several options or uh, even a combination psychotherapy, medication, or both. I usually like to start with psychotherapy. Medications, if it's severe or you have worries, and sometimes we go straight to medications with therapy, but psychotherapy is always a uh, I think the best treatment. We rely on medications, but medications alone usually are not the cure. The longer I do psychiatry, the more I realize that there are other aspects. Yes, it's a tool, but it's not the cure most of the time. It's a tool
0: to the cure. And I know you said that medication alone is not a cure, but
1: when medication is used, what can people expect to be given? Well, typically we use... Antidepressants. Antidepressants like serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter, a chemical in the brain, and we think that a lack of it or decreased amount of it in the brain can cause anxiety and depression. So the main stay of pharmacological treatment are antidepressants raise the serotonin level. There are some other antidepressants that work through a different neurotransmitter called dopamine, and sometimes we use them or sometimes we use both because they do work differently. If we don't get quite the response we want from uh, one type of medication, then you know, we can sometimes substitute or you know, use both of them together. They are safe medications. I think Prozac was one of the first that came out. Maybe I should use the generic. Fluoxetine was the first that came out and now came out in the 80s. So we know the long-term effects. And we know they're safe and we use them frequently.
0: So I know that they're safe, but are there any side effects that people should be aware of, like long-term or short?
1: There's no permanent long-term side effects, but there is a side effect that can be quite bothersome to some people, especially the medications that work through serotonin. Some people can complain of a decrease in their sex drive. When the medicines first came out, this was puzzling to doctors. They thought, well, you know, this is probably because of your depression. When Once you start to feel better and the medicines start to work, the sex drive will come back. But we have realized over time that, you know, the serotonin reuptake inhibitors, the medications like fluoxetine, paroxetine, trade names of like Prozac, Zoloft, Paxil, they can decrease the sex drive and sometimes make the sexual function difficult. If that is a problem, or a problem where if it's, if, if that is a problem to the point where it, it's bothersome to the relationship or the person, then we do have the other antidepressants that work through the dopamine. Sometimes we'll use those in lieu of, or we'll use both for a while and try and wean off the serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Okay, understood.
0: And are there any co-occurring problems that are associated with high-functioning depression that people should be aware of? maladaptive
1: behaviors. One of the biggest that I see is developing alcohol abuse and alcohol dependence. Alcohol looks like it's your friend. It can de-stress you, maybe help with anxiety, make you feel better in the short run. But in the long run, it becomes a co-occurring problem or eventually maybe even worse than the depression to begin with. Another co-occurring problem that we often see is anxiety. Anxiety and depression, some people think, are very much similar, but depends on the person, on how they manifest it, whether they manifest it as depression or anxiety. A lot of times the treatment is the same, though. We use the serotonin reuptake inhibitors.
0: And just taking a step back, if I as an individual feel like I might be
1: suffering from high-functioning depression, where might I get help? Well, I would encourage you first to seek out a mental health provider. If you don't know any, you can ask your primary care doctor and they can refer you. It doesn't necessarily have to be a psychiatrist first. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. If you go see a psychiatrist and they think that, well, this is a mild, high functioning depression, we don't need any uh, medications at this time, we can refer him to therapy. Or if you're unsure, it doesn't hurt to go anyways. You know, therapy doesn't have to be something that you do when you have a problem. Consider it as growth. A lot of people, professionals, will typically be in psychotherapy to help them grow. Not that there's anything wrong with them now. They're not necessarily having a depression, but almost as a life coach. So Mm. if in doubt, I I encourage you to seek out a a a therapist.
0: Yeah. You know, you would think that after all of this time, especially kind of being in the midst of a pandemic, that getting therapy or having a therapist wouldn't be something that's taboo, but sometimes I feel like it still is. And it feels like more people should have kind of an objective opinion outside of their, you know, core family or circle of friends that they can talk through things with. Wouldn't you
1: agree? I agree. Maybe it's, it's it's some embarrassment too. Whether it's how taboo is it now? Well, it may not as be as taboo as you think. You may people may think oh a society doesn't really accept that as much as it should or it will be an embarrassment and some of that might even be in your own head. You'd be surprised how mm. accepting people are if and so you it may be your perception on things. Actually, I think it's accepted quite a bit. So, and I think some of the people who you think would not be accepting of it might be surprising. You might be surprised on how they may say, Well, I think that was a good idea for you to go see a therapist. I had a problem a couple of years ago and I did the same thing, you know, and they,
0: something you never would have known. I'm so glad you said that because I do think that many of us, even myself included, we have a lot of self talk. I, I remember I was talking with my college roommates the other day. We're a little older now. We have children and, you know, life just comes at us and it gets harder and harder. And I think that in having some transparent conversations, I'm realizing that. A lot of them are getting help and they feel supported and it has been largely the thing that has gotten them through all of life's challenges, especially recently. So I'm really glad again that you brought that up because oftentimes it is just self-talk. It might be in our head and it's important for us to realize that and do something about it. You
1: know, in, in psychiatry residency, after you finish medical school, uh, you go through a residency program, a, a four-year where you work as a junior doctor. And typically, the psychiatry residents are encouraged, and in some programs, maybe it's mandatory to get themselves into psychoanalysis and psychotherapy, not necessarily because they're having a problem or that, you know, the work is too difficult, but they consider it growth. No doctor first heal thyself. You first have to know yourself to help mm-hmm. others. So it Considered it as growth, that it's almost uh, manual for life.
0: <laughs> I love it. Final question. If I have a friend or a loved one that is going through what I consider high-functioning depression, what's the best way that I can help them in a positive way?
1: Well, sometimes just being there for them. If you do mention something uh, about possibly talking to a therapist, you may use some of the the techniques that I just talked about, uh, maybe bring up something in your own life or how it is not taboo, how it's, it's a growth and that it might be helpful. Yes, you're doing fine now, but what about taking it to the next level? You know, really, you know, getting control over your mind and your emotions, whether through meditation or therapy. So it's all in how you present it, but do you really want to take it to the next level? level? Or do you accept that challenge to go get therapy? Maybe not even use the term help. Maybe use the terms therapy for growth. Right. Therapy for growth. You keep coming
0: back to that. And I really like that. It's a way to set a foundation for growth and continual growth. The last question that I always like to ask is, given all of your experience as a psychiatry specialist, what is one thing that you know to be true that you'd like to leave our listeners with?
1: Life is a journey. It's hard. But with the difficult aspects of life, we learned, we become, we grow. Without some type of struggle, there really isn't any growth. And it's all part of life. And there's a meaning to it. Even though you may not see it now, in the long run, there's a meaning to it. Wonderful place to end. Thank you
0: so much for your time today, Dr. Jackson. My pleasure. Thank you. And that wraps up this episode of BayCare Health Chat you can head to our website at baycare.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all other BayCare podcasts. For more health tips and updates, follow us on your social channels. If you found this podcast informative, please share it on your social media and be sure to check out all other interesting podcasts in our library. My name is Prakash Chandran. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk next time.